Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I was in a flight simulator today. That makes me a pilot. Y'all, I hate to tell you, this has made him worse. The flight simulator? Yeah, he came back and he was like, I could never be a pilot. And there's a B. And he's like, but I'm pretty sure I could fly a prop plane. Where was the simulator? So this is the simulator uh, in the Delta Museum. For $400, you can pay for an hour of flight time at the Delta Museum flight simulator. It's a 737-200. They don't fly them anymore. But it's a very realistic simulator, like to the point where uh, you can feel your uh, landing gear on landing hit separately, right? You feel like wow. nose tail, mm-hmm. right? Not in that order because I didn't fuck up that bad. Um <laughs> Creatively. It's called landing fakey. It's cool. <laughs> you can string is. together a combo if you do that. You oh, can, you it's can, the landing with the big twist. You can keep your landing going and then you can take off again and like do a rally on your wing. And the X Games just never understood that you were ahead of your time. Tony Hawk. You tried to land in the half <laughs> I need it so bad. I'm so glad we're recording right now. <laughs> Tony Hawk's Flight Simulator would have the sickest tunes to absolutely crash and kill 300 passengers. Oh uh, yeah, like it's like the Bad Religion soundtrack is like broken up by you're you're coming in way too fast. <laughs> yeah, just all those D.B. Cooper sketches of like terrain. All those D.B. Cooper sketches, like hey, I finally know who that looks like. Pilot, please turn down the fucking Millen Colin. <laughs> like, Pull up. Up. So we all love Operation Ivy. We need you to focus. <laughs> so, so why was your takeaway that you couldn't be a pilot, but you could fly a prop plane? Which, by the way, is being a pilot. Just no, no, so the we're whole, clear. No, the I whole, said commercial the pilot. Oh, okay. Yes, the whole quote was, boy, I could never do that. But like one of those but dinky there prop were two planes. But brother? what if I could? Yeah. <laughs> brother, I got that dinky prop plane. So That's how good. many dollars did you say? 400. Did, did you know Microsoft Flight Simulator is free on Game Pass? <laughs> so this is for a reason. And okay. It turns out that we've kind of been looking into trying to, to like figure out the science of like how hard would it be for a normal person to actually land a plane after that Twitter thread went around. And it turns mm-hmm. out that airlines get really nervous when you start calling around and ask them how hard it is for a person <laughs> hey, to land a plane. They don't want to incapacitate so, a pilot. I mean, I'm not that. judging because this is clearly a work like, investment like, regardless. Bless, but. I, I understand this, but like Delta PR was understandably cagey about... You know, it's letting it's us not inter- we wanted like, we wanted to interview pilots about this instead but they wouldn't let us. so delta delta is really being gatekeepers about this that's yeah. right what they what, they're they're trying to pretend like it's real hard. i mean look at spencer <laughs> i wouldn't let him in an airplane cockpit but that's right but fortunately i, I the- would i want to see something cool yeah. yeah yeah brother you got something cool i almost put it off the runway in keto <laughs> The flight simulator guy was like, you're lucky I let you do this. The other guy who's here makes everybody fly to Birmingham. Yeah, one of the instructors is like, bitch, we're going to Birmingham. I was like, you're starting on a commuter flight. Fuck, which seriously. Birmingham? He makes which, the other which, guy Bir- which Birmingham? 
not, oh, the, good not the good one. Yeah, no. Can can you go Birmingham to Birmingham? Ooh. How much does that cost? Yeah, yeah. Let's go to Birmingham to Birmingham. No, he make you do it in real time. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it in SR seventy one. See how fast. Yes. My guy was like, okay, let's skip like the cruising around, and, and we'll get to like. And here's the band SR seventy one to accompany. <laughs> Oh, it's not cheap to fly between. Eh, it's actually not as bad as you th- I thought. Never Wait, mind. other Birmingham has an airport? Uh, yeah, you can fly between them for I don't know eight hundred and thirty dollars. That doesn't <laughs> seem too bad. Come on, let's. You'd be crazy not to. You yeah. got to make some stops. Let Let me tell you something. I had a game I played with my elder son. We were looking on the app, and he goes, "Hey." We were arguing about something. He goes, yeah, you're just going to ship me off to, like, South Africa or something. You're just going to, like, you're that mad. And I, was like, Africa. and I was like, I am that mad. Let's see how much it would cost to send you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Let's just mm-hmm. see. Priority. And I got to tell Is you. Is this why I, you're learning how to fly a prop plane so you can prop plane your son and leave him in another country? So I was looking and I was like, what's the furthest we can send him and how much would be the most expensive flight? And, and brother, I got to tell you, I think airplane air flight has gotten uh too cheap because i was like man this is the one thing that's too cheap (laughs) yeah i was like getting getting from here to mongolia should cost more than that (laughs) you know like people shouldn't be able to go oh i'm just gonna go to tokyo it seems like you need more on the table for that you need more about a round trip flight to orlando and back on spur of the moment for like 80 (laughs) dollars yeah exactly You should have to think a lot more before you go to Orlando. Correct. It should, like, I found a flight from here to Auckland for, like, $900, and I thought, man, you know what? Going all the way to New Zealand should take more forethought and investment than, I don't know, I could, you know, buy a couple of nice pairs of pants and a jacket, or I could go to New Zealand. It should not be, those two should not be equivalent expenses. Well, you, uh, I think, I think the problem is less the expense and more that before air travel, it was more like, all right, you can get there. It's going to take four months, buddy. I hope you're ready Mm -hmm. to give out four months to go see New Mm. Zealand. Now it's like, are you free Tuesday? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I am Fine. shocked that you found a flight to Auckland for nine hundred dollars, and you're not in Auckland right now. Mm. Well, don't they don't have fli- they don't have the flight simulator. Oh, that's what it was. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be like Bruce Dickinson of Iron Maiden. I'm flying my plane. That's it. Welcome to flight six six six. I'm in charge. Do you think that you um, want the prices to uh, become more prohibitive because that will force people to fly only on your airline that you have established? Mid-South Airlines is looking to expand globally, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Global South mm-hmm. Airlines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Looking to become global Southern Airways, where y'all really does mean all. Spencer's going to be furious when he finds out it's not actually summer there all year round. You know, that's not true, and we're going to prove it. That's it. Eternal Summer Airlines. We just fly from one summer to another, right? Like, Ooh. that's all we do. Global Mid Airlines.
Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. You are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. I am Spencer Hall. I am joined, as always, by Ryan Nanny, Jason Kirk, Holly Anderson, and Michael Serber on the ones and twos i give it three seconds before ryan interrupts me three two actually i have one. i have a question oh from the left hey everybody it's ryan and here. that's when the attack comes not from the front but from the side Whatever, I, have, I have to ask i sent ryan a dm yesterday and he didn't answer so i'm gonna ask him right now how many military spouses do you think have been wounded by their significant others trying to stage a reunion video okay because we were talking about airplanes yeah and the other night I saw, I, I saw this just, uh, you know, flying through TikTok at 2.30 in the morning, as we do now. Uh, and it was this lady who, it was, it was a very clever stunt. Her, it was this, this army wife and mom of three who was on a flight somewhere and her husband had managed to get home early and had arranged with the airline to get a seat like three rows behind her. And... Uh, he got the pilot to make an announcement of like, you know, hey, folks, we got so we got this, that and the other active duty military personnel on board. We also have uh, Ashley, who's an army wife uh, and her husband wanted to say a special hello. And she's like, oh, my God, everyone claps. And then her husband sneaks up behind her on the airplane. You've been gone for 12 months. Do you know she hasn't been taking Krav Maga? Mm, OK, like, I because I a lot of these involve like I don't. <laughs> I don't react to surprise as well. And I just wonder how many, how many military reunion videos we don't see end with like a near disemboweling of the surprise spouse. Do you think that's what happened with the Alaska airlines door? Do you think that was a military spouse trying to get on the plane? I'm, I'm like, asking. Oh, oh shit. Oh, I'm asking. Get, oh. get off the plane. This right? was supposed like, to be just asking, I'm just asking questions. This was supposed to be a gender reveal. <laughs> Like we hear, we hear about gender reveal disasters all the time, because yeah. I guess because they involve more people and maybe spouse reunions are supposed and, to be more well, intimate. But so many of them are taped, and you never see one that goes wrong. I think the other thing is we decided in the most American fashion that gender reveals should involve explosives, mm. and it's hard, not impossible. We are a great country full of innovative minds, but it's hard to come up with ways. It's hard to, to ship every living troop home in a cake. It's it's just harder to come up with a way to make explosives part of your military family reunion. I'm just That's saying all. he snuck up behind her on an air like uh, uh, somebody puts their hands on you from behind on an yeah. airplane. Yeah, like I'm was throwing she, an was elbow. Was she seated? Yeah, that but, helps things a little. But like I'm I'm throwing an elbow before my eyes are even all the way open. Sure. People don't like surprises. No. This is one thing that I've learned as an adult is that people. There are some people who are generally like, oh, initial shock. Ah, the saver of the moment. I, I'm an there are some people who just stay fucked up for days yeah, off this. Like, yeah. how could you have lied to me? That's some people's response mm -hmm. to surprises I've learned. Mm -hmm. Do you know what the key is, is to surround yourself with the right personnel? Uh, when we had the Peisman ceremony in New York that one time, and I got there kind of late. And Stephen Godfrey grabs me by the elbow and he pulls me under the stairs. And he's like, I have to tell you something. And I said, what? And he said, there's a list of thank yous coming up that includes your name. And I wanted to tell you ahead of time because I know nothing scares you more than an unguarded moment of human emotion. And I was like, thank you. And that's that's friendship. That is allyship is what that is. And I got through yeah. it. Yeah. I got through having a room full of people turn their heads to me for a second. 
I don't think there are blogger reunions with their families. I don't think anybody's like, oh, you've uh-uh. been podcasting for weeks. You're back from I'm the so pixel mines. Pa- Papa. Also, man, oh, you, you should you film make... a reunion video for your husband who's been in the basement playing Tekken for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm That's sorry. Kuma, Kuma's just such a great character. I had to get the bear through the game. Right, really you know that idea. there's a bear. In, you know that there's a bear in Tekken, right? I do know that. Let's te- let's yeah. let's tell the audience many facts about this bear. Kuma's big move. Kuma can wear sunglasses. If you advance in the game to a point, he's gonna wear overalls and a big hat because he's a farmer. He has a big ass, and one of his big weapons is an ass like bump. Like it's magnificent. It might be the greatest video game ever made. You hit someone with a fish. That's one of your special moves is to hit someone with a salmon. Love it. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. I think all video games should have play as bear as an option. That can wear is sunglasses. This, is this bear friends or enemies with uh, King the Jaguar? The jag- Jaguar. Leopard? Whatever. I think it's a Jaguar. A, jag- a Jaguar? Yeah. Um, I do not know canonically if that is the case. I need, I need the lore. <laughs> I know, no. There is tech and lore, and apparently it's absolutely insane. Oh, please call in. Any, I, any, anything that's been going on for a long time has I, uh, way too much lore. I know there's tech and lore because, and I think I sent Spencer this. There's a video before this most recent Tekken came out of Brian Cox, celebrated actor who just got done with Succession, mm-hmm. doing like a 12-minute recap of the main Tekken storyline, for not just for fun. This is the only as, reason I know there's a new Tekken game. Yes, like as a paid promotion. I'm like, Brian Cox, I respect that Brian Cox, much like Shaq, is like all money spends. All money absolutely spent. I was, I'm, I'm Brian Cox, and I'm never going broke again. No, but, but Me Brian and Young Cox Boy. Is, uh, hang on. In in defense momentarily of mm-hmm. Brian Cox, he's he's not out here doing insurance for the general. It's fucking McDonald's. That's true. Like he, yes. he is. I would put him more in like a Peyton Manning category. Like he is he is ubiquitous, but it is all marquee shit, right? Mark marquee for for college students. I would love to hear him say icy hot. That's not. That's not to say that I don't want to see him expand up and down the spectrum. It's just. It's just. It. I. I can't see most of the other cast members of Succession being like, "Yes, I will be in the." They're not better video. than him. They're not. They're oh, worse. but they think they are. Oh, I, would, right, I right. actually would like Kieran Culkin's Tekken video. If I'm being honest, I would. I'm uh, Jeremy Strong, and this is Keytruda. Matthew <laughs> McFadden actually does have an amazing sense of humor in real life. I think he would do it. Okay. Like, like it's not an actor doing like The Last of Us. It's right. an actor doing glorified virtua fighter. Yes. Mm. Yes. 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 Yeah, the where, game where's, is called where, Among Us. Where is the This Is Us cast when we need them? Mm-hmm. I'm Paul Giamatti for Soul Calibur. Are you guys aware? <laughs> are you, I want it. I are want you it. people aware? As Astaroth. I'm sorry. This is an emergency. Are you aware that Paul Giamatti has a podcast? Would you I... like to know what it's called? It's called yes. Chinwag with Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Hi, I'm Paul Giamatti, and this is Chinwag with Paul. No one has ever been more themselves in real life than Paul Giamatti, with the possible huh. exception of Stanley Tucci. I'm Patrick Stewart. I am here today to tell you about the wonders of Street Fighter. <laughs> did you see? Um, did it's you Daniel see- Day Lewis doing Dead or Alive. See, that's it's, it. That's it. Daniel yeah. Day Lewis would never do this shit. Which it's is the why cast of the him. actual Street Fighter movie, is what it is. Yes. Yeah. I would like to see those people review Succession. Yeah. Daniel Day Lewis. Are all of you wearing Camel? <laughs> You're all washed out. 
Olivia Coleman for uh, Far Cry 7. National <laughs> treasure, yeah. Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Yeah, just her being like, this time everyone's evil. Far no. Cry. <laughs> Far Cry. Any, any grown adult talking about Far Cry is, yes, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. But you have to get you have to get a British person because you need them to to put the emphasis on the wrong words in two word phrases. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is Elden Ring. <laughs> um, yeah. The other thing I thought, by the way, on the surprise is that I don't ever want a surprise from a military spouse to a military spouse because it could be like, "Oh my God, don't look at the credit card statement." Don't. I've made mistakes. Buddy, that's I've all, made mistakes, Dale. That's all spouses. No. That is, yeah. That's not military <laughs> specific in any way. Yeah. This is my husband went downstairs for three weeks to to play Tekken, but what he doesn't know is I got a crate and barrel credit card while he was gone. <laughs> no no The deal was too good. <laughs> Honey, this is what you're fighting for. My right to get a crate and barrel credit. That's freedom. That's what you're out there for. How many KitchenAid mixer bowls do you need? Shut up, Kyle. <laughs> you don't want to find out the hard way. Thank you. So it's the Super Bowl week. <laughs> the big game. I'm sorry. We don't have the to big talk. game. Big game. All right. I did hear. I did hear an amazing Super Bowl ad while I was getting my hair cut today. Go. Hmm. It was. Ooh, on, wait. Lean, was... lean in first of all. Let's see it. Yeah. Just nice and clean because I want to look good for the live show, which is coming up. Nice. It was on the radio. It was for a uh, suntan parlor. And the whole mm-hmm. thing was like, the big game's coming up. You're going to have friends over. You want to look your best. Come get a free suntan from, like a free spray tan Oh, from no. And I'm like, who the fuck needs to have like a, a their tan <laughs> looking awesome to have a, the most this- indoor... <laughs> A Super Bowl party is the most indoor thing you can do. Was this I maybe just... created when was this ad maybe created and cut when Philly was still in the mix? I mm, good question. Maybe, and I, I and admittedly, the game is in Las Vegas, which feels very spray tanny mm-hmm. in, in its own way. But like, I have never thought like, oh, I'm going to or hosting a Super Bowl party. God, my tan is a fucking mess. Dan, did you see? Damn, did you see Ryan? He looks so tan. <laughs> he just looked, man. He looked like a. You know what? I get it because you want to look like a football. You're like, who loves football? <laughs> Me. I'm the exact color of one after this glorious spray tan I gave I, myself. I feel like you look like you've been outside all winter is not a compliment. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a statement of concern. Look like, like you've yeah, been yeah, out exactly. there, buddy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, you okay. I hope you were able to accomplish things. Mm-hmm. This is, again, like boomer brain. Where you mm. go, well, what's an indicator of health? You go... Well, it looks like he's been outside, outside in the sure. sun, getting mm. a radiation burn across his entire body for health. Mm. Like, because that's, that's good for you. It means you have leisure time. It means you've been playing golf to secure the Johnson account. I wanted to bring up the point. Okay, we've, we've created a new server. What's the name of that cycling video game you create? Pro Cycling Manager. Right, where, where you like you're not a, you're not a cyclist, but a manager of a of a cycling squad. So I was thinking Mm -hmm. about Brock Purdy and I was thinking about how weird and nebulous the term game manager is. And then I thought about how there are all different kinds of managers at all different kinds of jobs. And then I thought about a a football manager simulation where it's like all the managers I had at the mall. Yeah. So like actual managers, like actual inept managers. 
but it, it, it's game manager in a different sense of mm. like, do you sleep with the new hire? Basically, like manager, manager. Are you going to let the two? Are you going to let the two gram? Like at, at the movie theater where I worked after high school, the biggest decision facing our manager, uh, like to call him a game manager, what would not be a compliment. It was like, do I let the two grannies who run the box office continue to sell weed out of the box office? Could we call the game like retail manager? There, are, there are so many different kinds of managers, and I wanted, to, I wanted to honor them. I guess. What if we call it manager the game? Yeah, there we go. Mm. <laughs> man- yeah, yeah. So when we call Brock Purdy a game manager, he is in fact a game manager, but not a game manager in the football cliche sense, but more right. uh, h- how managers actually perform. When in the I real call world. you a game manager, I mean that you are never ever getting out of this racetrack station. Do you skim five percent of the? Um, of the grocery. Do all your tab. clothes just kind of smell like the hot dog roller. You know embezzlement is not a management skill, right? How is it not? I I'm once you're you, good at it, I mean, it is. It can't really be done by it can't really be done by non-management. Basically Ryan. Jaguar is asking a sports book for twenty million dollars <laughs> back. You know what? I've come around completely on this since this story was announced. Um if you missed it. It was the the Jags uh, had an employee who poured how many millions of dollars into FanDuel and lost uh, twenty two million. He was this was a finance manager who stole some twenty two million dollars and lost most of it on sports bets with FanDuel. And I thought I this was that, stupid, but I I actually kind of respect now that fan that the Jaguars went to FanDuel and asked for it back because you got to try. I have I have mm-hmm. seen I have seen this man described as possibly FanDuel's worst better. <laughs> Impressive. Uh, uh, but ahead of his time, maybe. Let's like, call. Like and I want to be clear that the person with the worst math skills on FanDuel had a finance job with an NFL team. Mhm. Mm-hmm. They're so smart, Ryan. It's a meritocracy. <laughs> yeah, but you bar- get into those front offices, you're obviously big brain material. Barely an NFL team. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that you're right. I think team. the modifier there is not finance major. It's NFL team. It's it's and it's yeah, Jaguars. That's a mitigating factor. Yeah. So wait, I mean, which manager? Which of your previous managers does Brock Purdy most remind you of? Um, I have to think of somebody who. Was... I think I'm going to have to let the game tell that story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it feels like it's somebody who's really steady, like three or four days a week, and mm-hmm, then one day mm-hmm. a week is just whoa what's going on what are we getting here like oh man his wife did not drop him off this morning you know you know some shit went down at 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 applebee's last night he he got here on a school bus what brandon brandon man we told you about the dollaritas man i feel like the the most chaotic manager thing is like wait you didn't go home you stayed here working Mm. all night like i i had a manager who pulled a triple oh the sad cat man not on the schedule Worked and and it was like you just fucked up payroll for the whole week, got in huge trouble for it. But he was like, God, I got so much done, and it was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. dude, it's gonna be a weird weekend. Zoinks. <laughs> so, so like the Brock Party thing is, he feels to me the ultimate of the, and I don't mean this as any sort of a complaint or pejorative of the NFL people don't know much about college football thing. It's fine. It's two big sports. They don't need to watch everything. It's fine. That's right. But with Brock Party, there's Casey this Kirk's sense opinions of do not represent those we knew. So much about him coming in that we're more prepared for his chaotic moments. When Brock Purdy does some shit, it's like, oh, that's my boy. I know that guy. I love that guy. I've seen him do this for years. 
But when NFL people see him not being game manager-y, it's like uh, uh, erroneous, discard data, does not fit. We we applied game manager tag. Or the Brock Party equivalent of that was in the NFC Championship game when he uh, managed to cinch the game with his legs, which nobody expected him to do. And which, Noted uh, downhill scrambling threat, Brock, Brock Purdy. Which I think for anybody who had watched him in college didn't come as quite a surprise, not because he was a prolific rusher, but because I think Brock Purdy, more than any athlete of the moment, embraces what I would call either the Jordan Clarkson rule or the Robbie Callan maxim. We'll call it the Callan maxim. maxim, which is that any athlete is a threat as long as they, at one point in the game, say... It's my name time, right? Like, and Brock Purdy is the guy who. Wait, wait, wait. Just, is he saying Brock or Purdy or both? Um, he it's would Brock say Brock, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The guy it's who. October. It's January. <laughs> what are you talking about? There's only one. <laughs> Winners only know one month. <laughs> That's Brocktober. Brock Welcome to the Brock. <laughs> Yo, it's pretty close to time. I want a Brock right now. Oh, well, God damn it. God. Um, that's too, <laughs> that's nope. more. Now nope. you're doing Boomer. I'll cut that. That's the one we built to toward. That was that was it. That's yeah. the yeah. one. one in which we left the end of the cul-de-sac and Kareem directly into the neighbor's garage door. Mm-hmm. That, that, that one I didn't keep on the runway. Bad landing. My, that down. my favorite thing about Brock Purdy, and I, I just looked this up because I thought it was true and it is. So most, I don't know, uh, let's say NBA players, if you took, what is Brock Purdy? Let's say he's the 30th best NFL player in the that league. Not, Purdy. not quarterback, but just say like he's number 30 of all players. I don't know if that's true, but let's just say it is. If you took the 30th best NBA player and you just time travel them back to 1993, mm-hmm. they would probably be about the same. Maybe they'd be a little bit higher than where they where they were, but like basketball has not changed so drastically that you could say whoever the 30th best NBA player would like dominate the league. There were too yeah. many good players back then that you would say like, well, you know, he'd have to go up against Jordan, he'd have to go up against Patrick Ewing, blah, 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 blah. You could do that. If you took Brock Purdy's stats, and he only played 16 games, so there's not a 17th game in here uh, messing things up, and you put him back in 1993 when oh, no. when Steve Young is playing, when John Elway is playing, when like uh, when Warren Moon is playing really like There are a lot of good quarterbacks in the league. Troy Aikman's still kicking around doing his thing. Jim Kelly's there. Like, But he would, by and, by, far and away, he would be number one in passing yards. He would be number one in passing touchdowns. Number one in adjusted yards per attempt. Number number one in quarterback ranking, uh, quarterback rating. He would just like blow everybody out of water. He would one hundred percent be the best quarterback in football. And you're like, well, the rules are different. Maybe Brock. Yes, maybe Brock Party would just get folded into a tiny sack of human bones because quarterbacks weren't as respected back then. But it is very funny to me that somebody who Lots of people are just like, <clears throat> he's a game manager. He's not actually good. Brock Purdy sucks. Puts up these numbers that not that long ago would have just been like, holy shit, this is the this is the quarterback of generation. This is mm-hmm. the greatest man to ever play this position ever in sports. 
It's like, I, I wonder if Dan Marino that one year actually was this. Like, was Dan Marino supposed to be in our timeline and we accidentally <laughs> put him in the 80s? Oh, like, no, Marino's, Marino's stats are like, yes. this is fake. Yes. This is not, and yes. his team sucks. I don't know how he's doing this. But, but can you imagine how how badly Dan Marino's like would have been viewed if he had played in social media NFL. Everybody would have been like loser, loser, can't can't like, win the. I don't give a shit that he threw yes. for ninety five thousand yards this year. One hundred percent would have just been constantly slandered, constantly like like he would have been the Kirk Cousins of his time. Mm-hmm. Him and Elway. Oh, Elway can't drag a sack of potatoes for a roster to yes. the title. He's yes. a loser. <laughs> I Mar- Marino's the funniest one to me because it feels like somebody it feels like if I don't know if in technology there are these moments where somebody goes yeah they made this car back in 1950 that got 120 miles a gallon and it went 400 miles an hour but the government <laughs> suppressed it because the it government had, didn't want you to have it like, no Dan Marino in like 19 mid 80s mid 80s Dan Marino is like some ancient alien shit like wow we, we have no idea yeah. there's no real explanation yeah. for this we don't know how they figured that I out back like then. I do like that guy's yeah. exact face when I remember he went to pit. We don't want exactly. that. We want Jerome Bettis running for 70 yards and four touchdowns, goddammit. <laughs> That's right. What's his What's his first blocker? His head! <laughs> the fullback is second. <laughs> Who's blocking for Why? him here? Hate. Hate. The sheer urge to hate and kill. <laughs> it's the 12th blocker on all of our plays. <laughs> God, how true. Uh, that's that's your it, Super it Bowl is... preview, folks. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Take the Steelers and the points. Do you know what? Wait, hang on. We haven't talked about the most important Super Bowl uh, storyline of the week, which for once happened in time for us to record, and I'm I'm just thankful for it because I think I think we can all agree we're on a pretty unprecedented streak of shit happening on Wednesdays. Yeah. Uh, and us having to wait six days uh, to deal through it. But no, an NFL player was attacked by a coyote yesterday. And now we get to talk about it. <laughs> we have not identified the player yet, correct? I feel like yes, we have we a have pretty it's safe guess. It's it Russell Wilson. Russell. It's yeah. Russell Wilson. I can speak to that coyote. He and I are friends. He Hail and well met. He 1,000% tried to bring it a, like a matcha latte. Buddy, you look like you need some healing. Can I tell you more about the vegan lifestyle? Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I feel like he perceives the coyote as like a character in an Aesop's fable. And he's like, what lesson are you personifying? <laughs> yeah. What leadership lesson can I take from the this? The coyote's like, you don't what even go leader... here. <laughs> what would oh, your courage do right now. Yeah. I will show <laughs> courage by befriending you. Ow. <laughs> Every Russell Wilson moment. Every Russell Wilson moment has the Baldur's Gate like <laughs> option menu. Right. But Except there's only like rolls. one. <laughs> yeah, and he, he's rolling straight twos on this shit. Like he had like engage in leadership lesson with Coyote, and he rolled a two. Charm, leadership, charm leadership Coyote. Check. <laughs> must roll a must roll a thirty. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Russell Wilson for like the last five years, maybe six years. My Easy. only disappointment with the Coyote story is how did I think Pat Mahomes is the person, but how did? one notable NFL player not show up to media day with an eye patch and refuse to take questions about it. Like God once you do a coyote attack, somebody has to make it a prank. Where right? is it? Yeah, we need a Jimmy Butler. This yes. is what Gronk was for. That mm-hmm. is what Gronk is for. Or for becoming a coyote. Mm. 
Ah, uh, Gronk. I bit by Gronk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gronk attack. <laughs> Gronk attack it's two. A safe, the safest player for it to happen to would have been Kadarius Tony because uh, coyotes are a rabies risk, but he can't, can't catch anything. Can't so. catch a damn thing. Um, which yeah. is it, that's a skill in its own right. Sure, that's the most. Da- I love that. The most dangerous runner in the open field in the NFL <laughs> has to take the ball off a tee. Like he has to, he has to get the ball in a package delivered to him with signature. Again, again, would have thrived in 1993. Would have how? how 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 he would have been a running back. There's no more no fear T-shirt name than Kadarius too. That's true. That's like true. that's a, that's not to return us right back to Salt Lake City, but that's an X Games name. Mm. Yeah, with the fakey, the big fakey. Um, I don't really want to I... talk about anything except for Tony Hawk's Flight Simulator. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna make a billion dollars with this. Tony Hawk's so excited. I love that. The so this means you know you boot up Flight Simulator and it's like, would you like to fly over Stonehenge? Would you like to fly over the Great Wall? Right. This game is like you know we're 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 flying over. First of all, everything like half of it's Orlando, or like um, Reno, or yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Orange County, mm-hmm. or uh, yep. yeah. Here's Phoenix. an abandoned skate uh, abandoned amusement park. We're flying over the swimming pool. Do you want to do you want to fly over Michigan State Stadium? It's grimy. It's industrial. <laughs> oh. oh. It's too depressing. I don't know why I felt bad for them just too now. Too depressing for Tony Hawk Flight Simulator. Yeah, no. The fight, do not bring down the party of Tony Hawk's Flight Simulator with Michigan State Athletics. Michigan State Stadium, you have to collect H-I-T-L-E-R. <laughs> you're flying over and you're like, oh, I'm damn, gonna... I'm not going down there. <laughs> I don't know what they're going I, to. I know that isn't who I think it is on that <laughs> I board. don't know what they got going on down there. I'm going to turn up anti-flag a little bit louder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just so they know I disagree with what's ever on that scoreboard. <laughs> exactly. I got this anti-fascist punk going. Let's roll. <laughs> Your construction smells of corruption. Thanks. <laughs> Have you ever heard the legend of Good Game Tim? He was a boy during the Great Depression, and to make money, he'd travel to cities and towns with a simple offer. For a dollar, you could challenge him to any game you chose. And if you won, he'd give you $20. Now, Tim could make such an enticing offer because this kid was an absolute whiz at games of all sorts. It could be a child's game like Hopscotch or Hide and Seek, or it could be an adult game like Poker or Backgammon. Tim would always walk away victorious. And they called him Good Game Tim, not just because he was so successful, but because he was a real sportsman about it. Tim never gloated, even as he won game after game after game. But one day, the rich owner of a local concert hall took Tim to his venue and challenged him to a new contest. My boy, he bellowed, I'll bet you can't pick the cheapest seat in this fine hall. And true enough, Tim was stumped. How was a child supposed to take the guesswork out of buying tickets or guarantee the lowest price to an event? Tim handed the concert hall owner $20 and disappeared for decades. Until he re-emerged triumphantly as an app and website, GameTime.co. Now, Tim, who accidentally added an E to his name when registering, can offer you last-minute ticket deals to NBA playoff games, baseball, concerts, and more. 
Game Time offers you last-minute deals where you can save up to 60%, and he provides you with panoramic views from your seat in the app before you buy. So take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code FULLCAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, and again, create an account and redeem code F-U-L-L-C-A-S-T for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I am also mildly interested in this uh, when it comes to the Super Bowl, which is um, can we really start to – how am I going to fight everybody who hates Patrick Mahomes just for being good? Because I've never been on the side of this. I've usually been the person who's like, ah, that guy's good. I hate him. Hate him that he's this good for this long. And I can't hate Patrick Mahomes at all. No, like, you've been on the. This is like this is your long one. Like you've been on the record about this guy since he was a sophomore. Right. There's absolutely no turning back for you. Sorry. I feel yeah. like is there this thing where people feel like they're supposed to hate the Chiefs? I guess it feels like, like this is the point where like I think it's because the Patriots did this and now it's well. Like that's we exactly what I mean. Right. Like, do do people feel compelled to repeat that because the Chiefs have won? Right. Is like there, there like, are legit reasons if you don't like the chop. Great. You know it, it sucks. Is there a societal reason outside of that for Chiefs fatigue? Like do we feel obligated to perform Chiefs fatigue? I have a theory. Go on. Yeah. Good. We need one. <clears throat> I think part and not all of what explains Chiefs and Pat Mahomes' fatigue is that he is doing this not to the traditional titans of the league. I think if you saw, like, oh, my God, uh, to go back to the same example, the Chiefs have beaten the Steelers in the AFC Championship fucking again. Like, or, or if they were dominating the late Tom Brady Patriots or something like that, I think people would be much more on their side. But mm. they keep knocking out these, like, teams that, I think we're like, oh, it would be fun if they could climb the mountaintop once. Like, it would be fun if Josh Allen and the Bills could get mm -hmm. to the Super Bowl. It would be fun if the – like, we're talking about the Bills, the Bengals, the Ravens are kind of an edge case. But I think, like, Lamar Jackson They're in there. Is, yeah, like, Lamar yeah. Jackson yeah. is different than the fucking – Dilfer Ravens. Lamar by himself. Like Lamar by himself gets it there, I think. Yes. So, so I think like the, the Super Bowl itself is becoming anticlimactic because we all know mm -hmm. good and well <laughs> that the Chiefs have already beaten better teams. And mm -hmm. and it's and it's like it, it keeps Pat Mahomes keeps crushing all these other interesting storylines. And I think that is part of what is causing this fatigue. And it's not like that's his job. But it reminds me a little bit of like, and people didn't care about it, which maybe is where uh, Spencer is at. But like, a lot of the Western Conference teams that the Jordan era Bulls team—that's what Bulls I was about beat, to ask Cerber about. Yeah, did this happen? I remember being very—I was very bummed when they beat the Sonics. I loved that Sonics team. Mm. I was, and I was pretty bummed when they beat the Suns because I was like that 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 Sun squad had like. I, Charles Barkley was fun to watch and, and had a bunch of like fun players and shit. And then they beat the Jazz, and we were like, "Oh, that rocks." That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that last Bulls championship was the closest I've ever been to. Yeah, no, I love Godzilla. <laughs> I hope he stomps a little harder. The, I mean, obviously, also with this, there's uh, the the tight end knows a woman, and therefore that is reason for a lot of people. To I don't know, Fat. That you either have to root for famous girlfriend or gay culture. Oh, boy. Taylor Swift or Nancy Pelosi. The the eternal battle. That yeah, that's the, a, oh, now, oh, yeah. The, the that's, team the, of, that's the secret Tekken battle people don't talk about. 
No, the secret Tekken battle people don't talk about is Taylor Swift versus Kamala Harris. <laughs> which I have already seen playing out in some of the more unsavory corners of God's favorite website. God. Oh. But yeah, server, I what do you was there What I'm saying I, is I there are dumber philosophical debates than ours being had right now. I don't remember there being a lot of like widespread national Jordan fatigue when the Bulls were But also we were it. Well, but shit, server's younger than I, we were. So he, I would I was a kid. I was yeah. a kid, and I was also a Bulls fan in South Carolina, in yeah. the Carolinas. Yes. Everyone loved Michael Jordan here. Yeah. Like the Jordan brand made it different too. Like, sure. It was just his shit was cool. You know. I think that's just how basketball fandom works. Like you know, we grew up hearing about like, oh, the Celtics were this and the Lakers were that, and then we had Jordan, and then if you're a bit younger than us, you had Kobe. If you're a bit younger than that, you had LeBron, and then you had Steph, and like every one of these, that was instantly the most popular, beloved. Like mm -hmm. basketball fans are, you the negative way to say it would be bandwagoners. I don't really care either way, mm -hmm. and then football fans go too hard in the other direction, I guess. Yeah, but but Maybe. with all the I, other it, examples you listed, people got sick of them. Like people got sick of Kobe. People people had, hate LeBron. Yeah, I don't remember people being sick of Jordan. I don't like Steph. Who are Steph's? Haters? Oh, there are plenty. Like maybe it's but Steph Curry uh, can't know, shoot. No, you know what? Yeah, that you know what it is? Exist. It's that I think we're exposed to many more opinions now. People than do we were did hate the Warriors when Durant joined. Yeah, but I think there were probably people who were like, I'm fucking sick of Michael Jordan. But Twitter didn't exist, so I didn't know any of them, and it was <laughs> fine. <laughs> You had to go to those particular basement bars, right, to hear these opinions, right? Like, I, the NFL, the NFL really like plays the the parody thing up so much. That's part and of like it. really, really wants everybody to believe like your team can do this. And the teams that we're talking about, specifically the Bengals and Bills, these were teams that were for a decade plus sad sack losers who couldn't do shit and the fact that mm -hmm. and i know the bengals have made a super bowl and i know they you know they had to get past the chiefs to do it but the fact that like it's it's weird especially because the chiefs were also in this category but i think it it fucks with people when they see these unstoppable dynasties that like kind of fuck with that idea yeah. of of anybody it's anybody's league every year yeah that's a really good point because in the nfl it is presented as every year might be your turn in the yes. nba you know good and fucking well it's five to ten teams have yes. a shot 100%. your team is there to uh trade away someone at the deadline right for, you know the funniest one here it might be baseball where the teams that are hated the most are teams that don't win like whoever spends the most money gets hated and they don't make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So who gives a shit? Mm -hmm. Well, that's my, probably that might change going forward. Yeah, go Mets, maybe. Go Mets, maybe. Well, not, not them, not them. I mean, I think the Dodgers might have broken through the other side of that continuum. But if they don't make the playoffs, we officially have the funniest team of all time. Yeah, yeah but let me, let me say, let's put it this way. If you say, and, and my understanding is largely historical and not contemporary, but based on fives alone, I would say, if you say, hey, man, the Dodgers suck. That is a judgment against the Dodgers made independently about a squad that its fans assume mm -hmm. is going to be good. If I say the Mets fucking suck, that's a statement of <laughs> cultural relevance <laughs> that extends across decades Mets. and means symbol, so many different things. A symbol things. of New York pride. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> fucking right. They suck. <laughs> Assholes. Work. How'd you know Which what's mean? written on my grandfather's headstone? <laughs> yeah, right. that, means, that means I'm fucking tough because I like them. That's right. They suck. The more they suck, the more I love them. I'm the burning tougher. off every Mets game I watch is burning off Sid. Everyone. <laughs> the tough. The more they suck, the tougher I am. I hope they suck harder. <laughs> there's like a there's a weird 
like there's a weird thing that happens because football is like by far the more authoritarian sport, I think, than the NBA. <laughs> you think? I, I think you're yeah. right there. I just think, think I'm right. I do agree that you're onto something there. I don't think you're out on the the limb you're out on. I think it'll hold. It is. It is like, sturdy. Yeah. It is. It is definitely more of a fascist sport, right? Sure. Um, like there's a way more fascist in the fan base. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're with you, big guy. Okay. Loudly. So. I don't know. Could you keep building up? (laughs) Based on that, based on that, it's hilarious to me though. Analysis professor. That when it comes to dynasties, NBA fans to me are way more fascist. Right? They're like, we kneel before Steph. We kneel before Emperor Jordan. That's that's just the Celtics. (laughs) Well, yeah. If the Celtics win, the whole shit changes. That is true. No, no, no. That's. If People the Celtics went too, fuck this, I'm out. The Celtics is where we remember a very important lesson that fascism takes two. It takes the strong man and the worshiper of the strong man. Cool yeah. fascism is cool. <laughs> Celtics fascism is the Celtics. Did you see him we smash those Sumerians? Emperor Jordan's book. awesome. So it feels like uh, in this range, college football is, is pretty much baseball, where it's like, the whole sport's rigged in Ohio State's favorite. When was their last title? Settle down. <laughs> I, hey, listen. What's more? What's more likely that that college football isn't rigged, or that it is rigged, but we're bad at it? Yes. Ooh, uh, yeah, yes, definitely. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Only these four teams should win. Ah, team seven won. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Honestly, uh, college football is kind of a combination of all of them, I guess. Mm. Like we, we, everyone hates every team. Clemson, Clemson, they're adorable. Yay, they've been in the title game twice. I hate them. Dabble's the stupidest Uh, man in the world. Obviously, their coach was an additional factor there. But even if he'd been warm and lovable, uh, still, Clemson would become a villain We had that conversation recently enough to have Cerber involved in it. We were like, hey, Cerber, how long do you think it'll be before we hate Clemson fans? Ha, 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 ha. If Washington is back in the title game next year, oh, they fucking suck. I hate them. Taking up a spot. I'm so sick of those Seattle blue bloods. I have made this argument, so I'm being a hypocrite from the start, but the whole they're taking up a spot thing, that's my favorite. That's my favorite <laughs> argument. Absolutely love it. What the it. hell were you going to do with it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Y'all were doing shit fat. with it. <laughs> I do like, um, I think it was, was it? Yes, it was James Cook, uh, Buffalo Bills and former Georgia running back, who like, I think an important part of Georgia taking on Alabama's place in the conference, not just as sort of like the the pardon the pun the top dog, but also sort of their <laughs> oh. their psychological place is is things like James Cook saying not that the college football playoff knew that which he he, see, he did say this he said the college football playoff knew Nick Saban was retiring and that's why Alabama got the got the uh, the spot, but I think more importantly that Georgia was robbed of winning three straight national titles and would have won. Uh, we were Here's the quote. We were supposed to be in this year. If Georgia is in the playoffs this year, we win it all. And I think they don't want to see us go back to back to back. The most Alabama thing you can do is insist that no matter what actually happened, no matter what game you actually <laughs> lost, you would have won the national champion. Yes. Ignore all results. Ignore everything that actually mattered to these decisions and say, nah, we would have won and they were scared of us. That, is... That's that's the final piece in the Georgia is now Bama puzzle. And I'd like to congratulate you. Congratulations to all. You're just like us. The three teams you hear that from every year, three fan bases and sometimes teams, <laughs> are uh, Bama, Georgia, and Ohio State. Correct. Mm. 
every single playoff, it's, oh, well, we won our bowl game, so clearly retroactively mm-hmm. we should have been in. We would have done it, but uh, my shoulder was acting up. <laughs> they didn't care so much about me. We would have done it, but uh, the fucking forward flow of time. <laughs> the physical universe we occupy. They forced us to play in the SEC title game, an unfair advantage that other teams didn't have to participate in. That's why such as such as such as the one that beat us in that game. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I love it. both of these things are somehow true in that logic, which is, hey man, that game proves we're good because we would have beaten a a tough opponent, a damn tough opponent, mm-hmm. a super tough opponent that only the tougher of the toughest, the super tough could have done. And you got, okay, so you guys would have won that game. Oh, easily, easily would have happened, but would have been done. I will say I far prefer the like, fuck you. We would have won the national title that we weren't <laughs> invited to play for. I far mm-hmm. prefer that over the, Nobody loves us in everything with this one. 100%. Yeah, it's not even close. At least one of those is an ethos. It's stupid, but it's an ethos. I would much rather you brag about how fucking great and awesome you are than be like, everyone thinks we're the worst football team in the world. Oh, no, man. I'm from East Tennessee. I love stupid ethoses. Bring it on. Y'all come right up, come right up on this porch. I got a seat for you. People said you don't even know how to tie our shoes. <laughs> this is the haters' veranda, and there is room for all on this. I like it's. It's like nobody, nobody believes in us still. Nobody <laughs> believes that we exist. Our existence is doubted by humans. Nobody believed like- in us, and they still don't. Do you guys feel like Michigan is already headed that way? And I mean now, yeah, instant yeah. pivot. I yes, in February. Pivot. Yes, but I think in okay. this case, that's actually Michigan. Michigan. It's a reversion. That's that's <laughs> no, Michigan. That's, that's Michigan wrangling with their own self doubt. Oh, I thought after, you were saying that was it was actually true. Oh no no no! no. It's no. like after after maybe seven weeks or so of oh we're so fucking cool. Yeah, it's the Lutheranism right is kicking back in. Mm-hmm. No, this is these are the fat pants. This is like Michigan got slim. <laughs> Michigan dropped Michigan a bunch of weight fat and it was victory. And it walked and it walked right back in the like closet, and they're like, "Well, I better clean them out." The fat pants were in the corner, like, "Hey, buddy, remember me? <laughs> we were friends. Come on, friend. Why are Why you put me on? Put on the fat pants. <laughs> My fat pants don't believe in me. <laughs> I believe in you, buddy. Just get those tips. Sit down in that chair of self doubt. This is how college football works. What do you need shoes for? You're not going anywhere. That's right. You're with I me. I love our football preview. We're going to play some Tekken, buddy. <laughs> Brian Cox is here. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, these are the fat pants. Fat pants. I do ads for McDonald's, too. <laughs> you know, you can get it delivered. The fat pants are like, oh, hell yeah, buddy. We got plans. <laughs> they got burgers. Michigan people. Oh. I hear you love those. The guy, right. Your burgers guy left, so maybe you we're, need some replacement burgers. We're going to get you back to big bear status like Kuma. <laughs> right that is my sense i i I think i think that on the whole if you're going to get fatigued of a team don't even claim to have a reason don't like no none of your best arguments uh, or your best arguers do none just be like no i hate them i got a problem with them that's it there's a thing where everyone and i don't know how long this has really been a trend and what all the causes are i'm guessing the internet's a huge part of it everyone thinks all of their personal preferences have to have a moral explanation right mm-hmm. like i don't like that song because it's and you come up with 19 political philosophical reasons for why you don't like the song you just don't like the song it's okay to do this with football teams too and also they do political things you can hate those i just mean also it's like not funny, everything funnier has to be explained too in a conversation I'll, 
I like the bills because they're ethically harvested. (laughs) (laughs) This Josh Allen was brought to you from an organic farm. This Josh Allen is allowed to eat trash wherever he wants. It's it's refreshing, too, to just straight up. Everybody should pick a team to just straight up. Just like, do you guys guys listen to Jeff Teague's podcast at all? Have you? No. Mm -hmm. Um, The basketball player? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, wonderful. Fine, it's fine. Great. Atlanta export Jeff Teague, who he was asked about the time when he shoved LeBron. Yeah, and, and asked they about... asked him why, and he was like, "Because we were losing." Yeah, he 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 cuts through a lot of bullshit. Yeah, like... he has to be a national leader in in media in saying the thing, and yeah. we could all and, we could all do worse than to adopt a leaf. He's very very good at that. Additionally. Mm-hmm. He'll also say things. He'll also admit things that I have seen very few athletes do, which is like, I didn't have shit to back up what I said. He'll be like, like apparently, apparently he went up to LeBron and LeBron was like, what are you going to do about it? And he's like, 34 a night. I'm going to give you 34 a night. And they're like, how'd you do? And he's like, oh, man, I had like 15 a night. Do you, remember, like when Florida, do you remember when Florida was good and we went to the Florida Vanderbilt no. game in Nashville and they were down by like 28 points and there was this row of Vandy guys in front of us who were standing up the whole time like, four more onside kicks and we're back in this thing, fuckers, the whole game. Yeah. I love them and I hope they're all successful orthodontists today. That and is the correct attitude. It's such a beautiful energy. Just do that. All the other reasons for disliking Patrick Mahomes are fine. Like, he's on TV too much. I don't know. Yeah, sure. I don't like his brother. Man, I, if you're going to judge people. I don't think Pat likes his brother either, dude. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Nobody likes his brother. It's not his fault. Let's Aaron Rodgers, come on down. Like, I, I will admit, I do appreciate that the Chiefs decided, like, yeah, we beat Baltimore. We put Baltimore in their stadium for our costumed fan who's on trial for bank robbery. We were emulating. <laughs> I saw somebody, dude. I saw somebody tie this whole thing together, and it's now my most ardent wish for national national healing. That Taylor Swift is like, hey, I started wearing a wolf costume three years ago and robbing banks, and I probably should have told you guys about that sooner. Mm-hmm. But that's actually how Trav and I met. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am Chief Solid. <laughs> Listen, Make that'd be happen. a banger of an album. Make it happen, Tay. Poet tortured for information about, <laughs> about, about the whereabouts, the whereabouts of, of Chief Solid. But then the alternative is to root for the 49ers, and nobody seems super excited about that either. Poor Christian I mean, McCaffrey. Like, what are you going to do? You pin your hopes on a Shanahan team? Why would you yeah. do that? Why? Why? Why would you do that? Uh, okay, how insane does it uh, – how does it have to feel on the other hand? And let's just, let's just reach out to one of our former special boys to be Christian McCaffrey and to be who you are and to know that your Super Bowl loss is a foregone conclusion. Well, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Sorry. I'm not willing to go that far. I feel sorry for it's precisely one person. Team. It's a Shanahan yeah, but... team that just won their <laughs> know, last two we, playoff we can... games in extremely un-Shanahan fashion. Oh, there is no Shanahan fashion. Are you saying, <laughs> that, are you saying that they might be positioned to overcome Jason, me... the, their inherent Shanahan attitude? Me... I. There's only one thing that can overcome a big brain genius, oh, brother, and that's the simplicity oh, of a shit. three brain, a uh, three brain cell football genius who simply says, "This is where the it's other Brock se- Todd, this baby. is where the other sense of manager comes back in." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so Brock is just um, just has the ability to, uh, to like to, you brought a to rock focus, to a land to... party. Okay, I like it. All right, I can I, I, I can root for I can root for Brock. Yeah, I mean, oh, let I'm me not. You on this. I'm just making. Brock is, I'm just saying I can. <laughs> Brock is the kind of manager who, if this were a restaurant, you'd look back and you go, "Oh man, 
manager manager uh fred's on the grill does fred know how to work the grill safely or has he been trained no but a couple people called out so he's giving it a go it's just happening did he lose a finger back there yeah he doesn't know how to work the food processors everywhere yeah that's the important thing he's got a positive attitude Mm -hmm. it's worked so far no one knows if no one thinks it'll continue much longer but he brought taffy for everybody I just need manager Fred to hold down the grill for one shift. It's, it's from 6 45 AM. We got next shift coming in very soon. We're so close. Look, it is a, a bad, unhealthy part of me is really tempted to root for San Francisco because it will break all of the people whose whole job is sports argument. California have, born liberal Ryan if, Nanny. If they have if they have to cope with Patrick Mahomes, who we think is maybe the greatest quarterback of all time, just lost to Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl. Does that make Brock Purdy the new Eli Manning? If only we had addressed retail theft (laughs) in San Francisco. Handsome, lovable idiot Brock Purdy. Who won the Super Bowl game despite all of the organized theft rings at Walgreens. Mm -hmm. Then we get it. Couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. We get Eli Brock commercials. I I forget which side of this argument I started on. I'm this is fire them all. I'm going to take Labyrinth. Fire all tanks. Release all tanks. Colin Cowherd was a feminist ally this week. We are all dizzy. <laughs> Anything can happen. The Swifties all... have discovered Colin Cowherd. That was, dude, dude okay, watching, <laughs> I want to address this for one moment. Watching, watching Colin Cowherd's mentions fill up with young women calling him Silver Daddy yes. was maybe worth every other <laughs> grueling hour I've sat through this discourse. It, man, it had to be a good week for him, though, man. Because everybody, like, his... I, I understand. He's overpaid, and he has... He just does oh, this shit. Oh, I'm not saying a bad job. word about him now. Colin Cowherd is welcome on the veranda. Yeah, but, like, the idea that Colin Cowherd, whose mentions have to be a toilet. Like, his mentions <laughs> have to be a... Him, I not was, now. If I not now, they're no. Up. They're floral scented now. Yeah. They're a bidet, bitch. Between, yeah. that, between that and the person who was like, remember when everyone loved Jessica Simpson being part what of the What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. That you was are, a very you are, disorienting yeah. week to be on. You are seven years old if you <laughs> think person, that. That person up there next to the one who was like the hot, wait, the hot ones guy asked bad interview questions. Twitter is back. We're wrapping up. Yeah, listen, Twitter's fucking back. Do you know why? It's because I quit Blue Sky and brought all this energy back. Huh? Mm -hmm. Came back with me. It's all right, folks. We're gonna stick around until it's socially acceptable to tell each other to kill themselves again. Then America will be a relaxed and comfortable place to live. Holly, did you leave Blue Sky because they finally opened it up, or did you do that before? Oh, I did this like two months ago, and it was because I, I, I think I said this the week you weren't here. Um, this is the year of the Reply Girl, and they're awful. More lady prison. Oh no, I didn't say this on here. I said this on Hand in the Dirt. I talked about this on Hand in the Dirt. That's why. Mm. No, yeah, I have a Blue Sky account. I'm not there anymore. It sucks. I'm back where I belong down here. We need, listen, there's too many male Stalins. We need some female Stalins. Seriously, it is the it is. I'm, I'm maybe now that it's open to everybody, Josie Stalin. Maybe now that it's open to everybody, the more women prison guards vibe of Blue Sky will go down. Mm. But oh, Jesus. Do you know who did it best? It was the gurgling cod who was like, it's like being in a group chat full of horny strangers who I respectfully, even if I were in the market, would not. And I think that's the best. (laughs) That's the best description of the experience that I had. I think it's Twitter's G League. Mm. I think you should have to be called up. There's there's money in the G League. (laughs) No, it's like it's like Twitter's Mensa. 
but not in a derogatory brackets. <laughs> derogatory. Yeah. It's Twitter's gifted program. I I like it as a place to post. I don't ever read posts there. Mm-mm. Like I, I like replies, sure, but like it's it for me Blue Sky is more like a um just <sighs> I don't I don't know. Twitter's still the place to read posts. Yeah. Sorry. No no better porn bots. <laughs> Listen, man. They porn are bots are hold, they porn are. bots are holding my likes down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, have you guys had that moment where a porn bot reminded you of a really fire tweet you had like three years ago? Yeah, yeah. they surface content. It's great. Evergreen. That happened. Like, yeah, that happened uh, about a month ago. And I was like, you know what? I should probably reshare that in new context. Wow. Thank you. Thank, thank you, porn bot. You're, you're very firming. Thank, thank you, Rosie. You. Rosie, you did have a gift. Rosie yeah. and company. Like, she has definitely brought the, the team of fellow robots can we remake pd pablo but with the names of all the (laughs) (laughs) rosie rosie two eyes rosie three eyes alexi three eyes yeah i i pussy in bio (laughs) (laughs) that's thanks if i see which which sounds like something derogatory a raiders fan would tweet (laughs) you Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh listen Ever since we all, ever since we changed our bios to speed characters, and I put my pronouns or pop quiz and hotshot in my bio, <laughs> no one has bothered me. This That's the, the power. I built a lean-to for myself, an impenetrable lean-to upon the Twitter planes. My politics are shoot the hostage. Yep. <laughs> Nothing but respect from my president. Picture of Joe Morton. Somebody sent me the Wikipedia page for the Chuck E. Cheese direct-to-video film. Sure. It's called Chuck E. Cheese and the Galaxy 5000. Go on. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole plot because somebody put a lot of words into it, but um, it involves Chuck E. Cheese having a boy named Charlie Rocket come to him because he needs $50,000 to fix his aunt and uncle's tractor. And so Chuck E. Cheese and several of the other animals from the Chuck E. Cheese verse decide to enter some sort of intergalactic race where the prize is $50,000. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. It's on the planet Orion, which is not a thing. Mm-mm. Um, <laughs> that and you know of. Wait, this is, this is Emmett Otter. He's going to have to pay the taxes on that 50K. That's right. It's, it's, not, it's, not like, it's like 35 half. I'm going to hot pause star speeder. I'm just going to read this sentence. In the qualifying round, the ex-pilots inhale an energy-boosting substance called Zoom Gas before <laughs> before achieving a speed of Vega 2, which leaves the songbird in the dust. When Chucky attempts it, he loses control at the final stretch through Dead Man's Canyon, and the team ends up finishing last. Choked. Choke job. Doesn't have what it takes. <laughs> I don't know what this children's direct-to-video movies where they're like, look at these cool space pilots doing whippets and winning. <laughs> oh I was thinking cocaine gas, but you know, yeah. This movie is 62 minutes long. That's too That's long. Too that much. That's movie. too much. Mm, 55 tops. That's a brief film, though. Yeah. Mm. I would be relieved to see that on like a marquee runtime, yeah. Mm-hmm. It has uh, eight songs in it. Apparently it's a musical. Oh, man, uh, I don't, I don't like. I understand the post no, no, world is a hard one to live in, but so this came out in 1999, and it sucks. What? That's like 38 minutes of movie plus songs. Yes, that's 
how long are the songs? They have to be like 45 seconds. Uh, they could just be improvised. Yeah, they're probably pretty close. Yeah. And we're going to have a musical right, number. Next week, yeah. we're going to improvise the Chuck E. Cheese musical. Oh, hard pass. Okay. Oh, come hard on. It's, Brian, it's the we fucking Super Bowl. We're, after we're celebrating Brock Purdy's greatest Super Bowl performance of all time. It's how he wanted, wanted to be remembered. I bet Brock Purdy mm-hmm. does love Chuck E. Cheese. I we're going to be so sus- inspired by Usher that we're going to sing. Billy Chucky Joel Cheese. is back and so is Spencer. Oh, I forgot. Usher's the halftime. <laughs> what's, what's your beef with Usher? What's wrong with Usher? Stop. Did you see Usher? Oh, okay. okay. This ought to be good. Usher sucks. What? What? <laughs> sucks. Well, you want me to give you? a reason? We just did a whole thing where you're like, I don't need a reason. I don't need a reason. Now, fuck, I know Usher. Man. Usher's not made for me, but Usher okay. fucking sucks. Well, Pat Mahomes rules and Usher sucks. <laughs> yeah. Usher wishes he was Ray J. He wishes he had that range. Jesus. Did y'all see anyway, did y'all see uh did y'all see Usher and Asia Wilson after they won the after they won the title and she told him to come to the parade? Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I musically he's not my thing. I get it. You can't you can't see that video and not get it. Do you are, do you not like any Usher songs, Spencer? Um no, okay. not one. Okay. Not one. Are you wow. not from Atlanta? Uh, listen, this is my this is this is my Atlanta treason. I I oh. do not like Oh yeah. no, you were supposed to say this is my confession. One of the most repellent songs to ever make the Okay, charts. I get it. I get it. This is because you no. never had to work as a high school or college student to have sex. I also don't think... It was think just he... laid out for you, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sex, <laughs> that's that's clearly right. sex came so easily and so naturally to you that you never needed any performance assistance. We see it, Ugh, big guy. Not I again. Know, I know you're too humble. Tennessee so Lothario, Spencer Hall. Turn down the fucking Usher. The room is already full. The St. Pete sex pot, Spencer Hall. You'd be paying child support to 15 different women to you'd be far too powerful. I see it. I think they you play need to love give me a lot of credit. Here's the opening credits of Love in This Club, and he's like, I have to go. Not again. <laughs> Lord, Lord, yeah, please! I don't want to make love in this club. It's dirty in there. <laughs> oh, God. Every idea Usher has is terrible. I just are want to take it nice and slow. No, no, I'm amped up. I'm ready to go. I don't want that. <laughs> and I'm Spencer Hall in high school, and I have sex all the time. <laughs> That's right. <sighs> book it. Wait, like are you program? Are you You, you hate boo? book it too. Are you counting my boo in songs you don't like? Not by Ghost Town DJs, no. But but that's... Usher's my boo? Yeah, no, no, I, no. Listen, there's no explanation for this that's not about you not having too powerful a dick game. I get it. But Usher is not Usher is Usher is not for me. I know that. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because I have seen Usher come out at a live show. Okay? He came out for Beyonce pregame. Came out for Beyonce's little opening act, which was basically just... Um, DJ Khaled running through his phone. Like DJ Khaled would be like, oh, who's here? Um uh, Usher, come on up here. And like Usher came up. And Usher came up and like the, the room goes up and it's just so many happy women. They're just so thrilled to see Usher. And you hate that, don't you? Uh, no. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Guest star Josh Pate here with us on Shutdown Full Cav. <laughs> Gets me every time. My, it's funny every my, I don't know why. My son this week, my son this week said. I think you're a misogynist. And I said, why? And he goes, because you're not a Taylor Swift fan. 
problematic. What? Which like, son? I need. I think it needs to be firmly established that that while not a fan, I do not oppose. If that makes any sense, you I'm also like, cool. need to whereas, pick a side, coward. Whereas we Usher, to... you do oppose. I should be allowed to not have an opinion about Taylor Swift, other than of course. I really, I support a lot of the things that that she does. I'm it's like, good. I'm generationally, I think like six months past where I should have, I had to have been to catch that wave. Like I own one of her albums and I think I like, like two of her other songs and everybody I know who's the slightest bit younger than me is completely in the tank. So I must've just barely missed it, but she's making so many of the worst people I know angry and God, I love that. There, there is a thing, and this is true of Taylor Swift and Brock Purdy where like, wow, we have entered <laughs> a phase in which it's important like you must have the strongest possible opinion Mm -hmm. there is no there really is no middle ground anymore of just like i think this is fine or eh it's just like no you must decide that brock purdy is a trash fraud quarterback who doesn't actually know how to throw football or he's the greatest man in human history and also he's dating travis i'd like to announce my sixth album game manager That's it. If, if I think the boldest take would be to have the milk toast take to be like, yes, that's, I believe he is okay. That's Jason's approach. That's been Jason's approach for years. Well, that's why he's the wisest of that's all of true. us. That's true. Only one of us is a hit author. Property. That's right. That's a good point. Shout out Kirkus Reviews. Yeah, Kirkus that's right. Reviews, which is real. Some, uh, some. No, that's like <laughs> le- that's <laughs> legitest of legit, like, man. Every time I post it, someone's like. That has some of the same letters as your name. This is fake. I'm like, okay. Uh, first of all, I was the first person. <laughs> Who the to fuck say that. said that? I did. But uh, okay. Uh, just to get ahead of everybody else. It, it was it was it was funny the first time. Do literally you deny the first it? time. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Is my is my attorney here? Is my is my attorney but Elliot here? It literally says. Second of all, what does what does what does Kirkus mean? But church us. It was there. It's been waiting for yeah yeah yeah. This is his goddamn birthright. Yeah yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, so this you has don't, been podcast business. So, so you don't like Taylor Swift and you don't like Usher. Da, 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 oh da. God, this is great. I'm not. It's not. It's Taylor. You don't Swift's care about thing. Taylor Swift. There it is. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Not my thing. Who do you, He's not who for you. It's fine. Who would you prefer? Fine. Who would you prefer to do the halftime show though? Oh man! Ooh, what if you swapped it out? Okay, what if what if Usher did uh, the anthem and Reba got the halftime show? What if? We retroactively move Usher to Atlanta Super Bowl and give them Maroon Five. Oh, that's much better. That's that's like that's very Las yeah. Vegas. If we're I'm going honest. to be angry about this for the rest of my life. It's, 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 <laughs> no, because it's going to be a travesty for the rest of our lives, and it cannot be undone. Right? Done, um, they're never giving us another undone. one of those until we build another fucking stadium. No. In ten years. No. Yeah, ten years. It is looking a little shaky. <laughs> It's a little rickety. A little rusty around the gills. Those little, those little real birds nesting in that weird fucking bird's nest up in the concourse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. You know what? I'm going to unite America. It's time for a Paramore Super oh. Bowl show. Thank oh you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Thank you. Did it's you know that there is a push too. to uh, have Paramore play WrestleMania? The ultimate. <laughs> the, what? The ultimate. Don't deserve the, that. the greatest cultural moment in the history of. If that they, happens, I'm, I'm. I can't believe they said white America doesn't have it. culture. Exactly. <laughs> Finally, we have a. I mean, we finally, we have a good rock band. Yet, but if that happened, <laughs> Jason, we just actually managed to create the hypothetical condition of 
Well, I don't know about Triple H. Involvement in potential human trafficking on one hand, Paramore concert at <laughs> WrestleMania on the other. Bailey brought back the inflatable balloon buddies, and Paramore played while she did it. So you no. can stream mm-hmm. Bianca's reality show on Peacock now. No, you really can. Things that, that you don't blue. have to make up. Go balls. <laughs> we didn't make up any of that. I thought it would have been a complete layup to hire Las Vegas's only band, The Killers, to do the halftime show in Vegas. Yeah, seems, they're a great. Like, they're like a stadium fucking like, rock band. They're, sure. like, they're so they're so Nevada, 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 Nevada. And, and the the video, like the viral moment that would have been Taylor Swift singing along to Mr. Brightside. Oh, no, on no, the wait. broadcast. Taylor's, oh, no, they couldn't do that. But Taylor Swift singing along to Miss Atomic Bomb. Mmm. The sequel. If you want to play, if you want to play the real desert shit. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know. I Usher's cool. I think to Jason's point, the Super Bowl doesn't usually like to go with regionalism, like. Bruce Springsteen. Counterpoint: The LA Super Bowl. Okay, the LA Super Bowl well, proved all LA of one, that. The not, LA one. The LA one is the exception. Yes. And it, no. I, it, I will fixate it on, on it forever. Because the, the LA we didn't one get should ours. have. The LA one should have mm-hmm. set a standard going forward. But like Bruce Springsteen played a Tampa Super Bowl. Ah, Tampa's kind of New Jersey. Tampa's so the Jersey. Yeah. That's Florida. Yeah. Jersey. Uh, yeah. The best Super Bowl anthem that was not performed by Whitney was performed by the Dixie Chicks at also at a Tampa Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure it was. No, it was. It was the Bucks Raiders Super Bowl. Prince played Miami. Right? Wherever that was. Yes. Prince in Miami that... was appropriate because of the rain. Sure. Yeah, like great. that was just an excuse for wet prints. But like Justin, Justin Timberlake played the Minnesota soup, the Minneapolis soup. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's but he was right. branding more, as a white guy at the time. More mistakes right? have been made. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mistakes have been made, but let's correct them now by giving mm-hmm. Brandon you're Flowers right. the let's floor. Correct you're, them you're now. Not wrong. By, I'm just saying by, it's not what they want to do. Editing the oh. Wikipedia page for Atlanta Super Bowl to say it was nothing but Atlanta rappers. Man, 50, Paul, 50 Atlanta rappers. Paul, mm-hmm. McCart- Paul McCartney played the Jacksonville mm-hmm. Super Bowl. That, again, that's fine. <laughs> that's where they're that's moving. <laughs> Duval! He, he brought the franchise home with him, probably. Duval. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is just, and it is the most NFL thing, though, because you go, what's the necessary cultural weight to get a local band justifiably at the halftime show. And they're like, bleep, 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 metropolitan population of larger than 7 million. That's it. Like, if they do it in New York, it would be nothing but New York artists. If they did it in Shanghai, they'd be like, I don't know, find Mr. Shanghai. Like, if they do it in Vegas, they're like, bleep, 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 smaller, too small, get national. That's it. Mm. That's like, it's the most spreadsheet-brained league in the no, world. No, I'm, I'm mad now that I'm thinking about this. I'm very mad at the non-killers. So the Vegas thing, they could have gone with like people who uh, who are doing... Um... Residencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Brittany there still? They could have... I mean, Elton's they could have done, even, even done old Vegas. Like, get Tony Bennett's ass up there. Lady Gaga well, would come back if Tony like, Bennett's no, there. There's no problem with that. Is he alive? This is... I don't know, but he I'm sure he would have managed I'm sure he would have managed. He's it. fine. He'll be uh, there. People who have or are currently or have recently done residencies. Adele, U two. U two's right over there at that fucking at that, that sphere thing. Bruno, Bruno Mars. Not that Kel- I want any more U two ever. Christina Aguilera, Kelly Clarkson, Wu Chang Clan. Kelly sure. fucking <laughs> Kelly Clan residency. Kelly Clarkson you know featuring the Wu. Do you know who could sing her way out of a fucking stadium is Kelly Clarkson? Like she is such a better sure. and Kelly Clarkson with the Wu Tang Clan at U two 
Mm-hmm. That is in in many ways the perfect like Super Bowl brain. Kelly Kelly Wu too. There, there. We, like, that's how we did Super Bowl yes. half times like twenty years ago, right? Yes. When it was like yes. Kid Rock, Nelly, and and what what, what right? It was just throw everything. And Gloria Estefan. No, we did <laughs> we did bowl games like this too. Like when I was uh, when I was dancing in the Orange Bowl, it was uh, it was Fonzie. Leanne Womack and like two other <laughs> and two yeah. boy bands that I don't remember. Wow. The Orange Ball always goes um, suspiciously hard on the halftime show. They kind of had to go hard because this was that Florida State Oklahoma game where they scored like two points. So let's bring back Ashley Simpson. Uh, you just so Ashley Simpson went hard. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, you cannot fault the effort. I mean,. The effort, back, the effort was entertaining. Bring back Jessica Simpson. Let's see who gets bad now. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be pretty mad. Come on, guys. Boo louder. You know, put the little, put the little thermometers up which, there. Come which on. lady do you hate more? Which lady do you want to cast into the lake of fire? Who are we going to burn? It Set is, her on fire. Looking at everything that has, that has happened to the Cowboys post Tony Romo and Jessica Simpson, it is very funny that for a brief moment people were like, that's what's wrong with Dallas. Yeah, just this her. Lady. Just one. Just one person. <laughs> Can I say something controversial? This lady who's got a big butt. <laughs> no, not that big. Doesn't. No, that's it's really not that, that big. No, it, oh, it, that, was, it was, big. was part of the criticism. No, 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 no. I, no. I get what you're saying. It was like big by yeah. like um, 2002 white yes. culture standards. Yes. We up, we upgraded that standard, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, like it was American, better for, like it was American big, trucks. It was big by <laughs> lingering 1990s standards. Yes. yes. Um, can I say something controversial and completely sort of out of left field? On this show? Is Tony Romo getting good at this? I He I, was really good and then I, he stopped he got weird, but he's fine now. I'm i watched I've I guess I've watched more NFL the past few weeks than I have in the past couple of years, and maybe it's because I'm comparing him to uh, like uh to, to certain of his peers, but he's I feel like he got good at this while I wasn't looking. He he still has too many times when he breaks into existential crisis for me. Like yeah. every every review, I kind of love that though. Every review, Tony because Romo you can tell like, that he's living it. You ooh, can tell, like I, I can tell that epistemological challenges here are impossible to deal with. I like that because I don't think he's faking it. I think he's genuinely distressed, and sure, kind of love that. It's 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 strange. It 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 uh, remains anyway. a strange pairing with him and Jim Nance. It's a very strange energy, and I'm I'm kind of drawn to it. I people are are like, look, people are mad that Greg Olson's getting pushed out of the first. Line. I have, dude, he's good. Greg I'm Olson's mad at that too. Good. Like, for, who saw that coming? For Tom Brady, who like we have no idea if he's going to be having having been a fan of Greg Olson's hip hop career, I <laughs> saw this. Yeah, same. Yeah, we're as day ones of the seventh floor. I hope G Reg finds his way are to people, another gig. Are people prepared for Fox to like shoehorn Tom Brady into the 2026 World Cup coverage? Because that oh, shit's going to happen. They're 100 going to make you know Tom Brady is? do shit that nobody wants him to do. You know do? what this is? They had us all staring at Alexi, being like "boo" mm-hmm. while they were sneaking him up behind us. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fucking. <sighs> here's Tom Brady with Messi, goats yep. in conversation. Yes. <laughs> That type of shit. Yes, here they are. It will. It would be so much better if they had Romo because there would be a moment like, and the Uruguayan keeper has taken his pants <laughs> off. He has Ooh. lost his mind in the penalty shootout. I don't know about Romo that, go, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Oh, Jim. I don't think they're going to like that. <laughs> I don't know if he'd hate it, and I don't know if he would see it as a demotion, but let's get Greg Olson down to college. 
Can we have Yeah, yeah we need G Rick back home. Yeah. Okay, here, here, let's let's come make on it, home, G Rick. Let's make it this is a term of my own personal invention. Let's make it let's let's do an era here. And what if we paired him with another like really pleasant surprise in the booth like Jordan Rogers? Yeah, let's who has also been like a complete shock at how like likable he is given both his family and uh the fact that he is handsome i'm gonna server eric collins eric collins the hornets guy the announcer the guy who you might have heard on the ucf baylor call is he a secret right? full cast fan or am i misremembering that i don't know one of those, one of those north carolina guys is listening to this if it's you but tell us but he's the guy who can achieve like liftoff uh in about two seconds on a broadcast like <laughs> like he's he is basically like if you gave when the call gets real hot, he's basically like Bobby Hill Ooh. on uh, methamphetamines. Like he's amazing. Um, if you could get him paired up with Greg Olson, that's that's my dream team. If you could get those two, you know that and that and the Mark Jones RG three combo because that gets out of pocket fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get some letters. We'll get some. No, <laughs> that's, are they are they the best at it? They're the best at what they do, and I feel real comfortable. Saying and I that. like what they do. I like what they do. I would listen to that. They called. Listen, they called that Colorado Colorado State game. And those, they're exactly the people I want to call a four-hour, fifteen-minute <laughs> OT message. Maybe, maybe we're biased generationally <laughs> yeah. because this is like the first wave of players who we covered as kids who are like aging into these jobs. But I feel like the future of broadcasting is in pretty safe hands uh, with, with like the current generation that's coming up to push the crusties out. That's probably true. I like. I think play-by-play is still a hard thing, but I think as far as color, and that's always going to be a hard fucking job. Yeah. Yeah, but, but you know, I think man, do you know what the good. best innovation I saw this year was? Was when um, it was on SEC Network, which means it'll either never escape or it'll be ruined. But when they had Cole Kublik down, diagramming like telestrating on a whiteboard live during the game, mm-hmm. like it, it's so much more useful than having uh, than you know your standard play by play. And I wish they would expand it. The amount of time that has passed between the years when we were pitching from Grantland to have them do something for the title game besides two guys in a suit talking and the years it took to actually implement that make me think we won't see this before we're dead. Spencer, share an opinion of someone else that you hate. Yeah. I, not hate. I'm just like, I don't, I don't like they come on the stage and I'm like, yeah, everybody has this Who else person. can you not go around because tonight. of your powerful somebody, sexual aura? Mm-hmm. Somebody comes on the stage and you just go, nah, nah, just, just no. I mean, I like wish I had well, enough. I wish I had enough money to go to live shows of people I don't like, but I don't live uh, like, like Ste- if Big Sean Steely Dan halftime show. You want that? Oh, well, there's no, one problem. Absolutely not. <laughs> I only see one problem there. Uh, I think the excitement level would be unaffected. Like the overall energy <laughs> level would be unaffected by current events with Steely Dan. Um, you know, like I don't know. Big Sean was uh, like apparently like I don't oh, know. Oh wow, step Kanye... out on the Big Sean limb. Very brave. Kanye, Kanye owed him money. Or something. He ended up like as a counterbalance. Like two chains was too powerful on several tracks throughout the 2010s. So they always needed. They're like, oh man, two chains is just killing them here. We need somebody to weigh this track down because otherwise it's not structurally sound. It'll just take right off. We need to well, let's put Big Sean on here, and he'll at least have three or four of the worst bars you've ever heard wow. on every verse. So yeah, Big Sean. Impressive Big Sean hatred there. 
I know. I know. It's just not my like not my thing. Big Sean, come to come to the live show in Atlanta and confront Spencer. Big Sean, beat up sure. Spencer. Usher, what? Usher, <laughs> Usher and Taylor Usher, Swift. Usher, Usher come stop show by. up next the live show. We, we are sold out, but we will find room yep. for we, we'll find room Much for like you. Much like the inn, we will find you a manger. Yeah, you cut it. Listen, Taylor Swift can cut a diss track on me. I'll give her five sheets of notebook paper, six or seven if she needs it. I ain't reading all that, but she can write it. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> she, she she writes many words many words so do you well yeah you, i don't like this girl a, who writes songs with words in them you think i'm a fan of me come on <laughs> you should be buddy Ooh. everyone else is ah. to hell with that <laughs> now we now we arrive at the real source of most hate <laughs> <laughs> No one's going to be a bigger hater than me. <laughs> Speaking of the live show, can we do a podcast business real quick? Yep, real quick. Yeah. Let's do it. Podcast business. Bum. It's a business. Bum. Podcast business. Bum. What a business. Bum. Podcast business. Bum. Let's go make some Bum. cash. Bum. So uh, here's another lightning round. <clears throat> uh, one. We're only a week or two uh, left in the Trevor Project fundraiser for my novel, which is so good that it's been recommended by Kirkus Reviews and Publishers Weekly and dozens of your favorite creators and has won over a bunch of dudes who've told me, I usually only read nonfiction books about World War One, and it even brought Tom Ziller out of Twitter retirement. Uh, thank you so much Wait, to everyone who's contributed. That uh, a couple days ago, Tom Ziller tweeted Holy shit. about my freaking book. Um, so yeah, the, the donation is on course to be at least five times the entire advance of the average publishing company's debut novel. Number is fantastic. We'll see how high it creeps. Uh, if you want maximum donation impact, pay, buy a pay what you want ebook from shutdownfullbucks.com or paperbacks and hardcovers are available everywhere too. For those asking about audiobook, I'll start thinking about that once February's busy stuff is out of the way. I would love to do it. It will not be in wacky comedy voice, so quit asking. Uh, it does not need any sound effects in order to be funny, and we'd both feel like huge perverts if I made you cry while doing Bobby Petrino voice. Three, Boing. our sold out live show in Atlanta in fe on February 16th is sold out unless you're a Taylor Swift or Usher. Uh, it's at the Monday Night Garage. Doors at six. Please plan to get there well before seven. Yes, we'll post the recording as an episode. Uh, four, not collecting any more religion disasters after Friday, February 9th. The submission link is in the comment section of the latest post on my Substack. Five, and finally, I've posted, on, as of this, as of the time you're hearing this, I've posted on eBay a special version of the book, the 420th book in our initial series of 666 signed hardcovers. That's right, the 42666 edition. Uh, I'll also include <laughs> a one-of-a-kind canvas painting by my talented daughter of an image from Chapter 10, and I'll include the very first paperback version ever printed, the one where I wrote some of my last edit notes in, and I'll throw in whatever full cast Moon crew, whatever garbage I can find around the house, so you'll just get a box of shit. I'll send you. <laughs> sure, and, Spen and Spencer in. will give you a kiss. And Spencer <laughs> will give you a <laughs> big old smack. Wet and hairy. And also, no, it's okay. You really can't feel his mouth through all that. <laughs> and we'll add what, whatever whatever that eBay number is. We'll add that to the to the donation. Obviously, I'm gonna go to the other Monday night place. Just it really is a shame that you couldn't find a broad audience for this thing, Jason. I just, I hate to see this for you. Yeah, mind you, this is with zero advertisement or public publicist oh, budget. Yeah, we got the. Just gonna that? see Ryan moving like one of those delivery robots toward the wrong one. No. <laughs> so Ryan, we'll just park you there with a bus, and yep. you can just gather them at all mm -hmm. and bring them over, and they'll show up like an hour late, but they'll get there. Uh, can I have a wagon? Just like I'm pulling toddlers. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <Do> that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're emotionally pulling us toddlers all the time 
I am the top. Faster, faster, wait, Dad. Wait. Ryan, will you tell us what your daughter wrote? What your daughter wrote the other day? Will you please? Sure. Can you share this? Because it it's horrifying. My daughter's favorite thing to acquire at a store is a notebook. She loves to journal or write stories or whatever. And uh, she she wait decided... wait how how old is this daughter? She's seven. She's in first grade. Okay. That's a good age to start collecting blank notebooks. It's never too early. She has uh, written four daily affirmations in her most recent notebook. Number one, I am strong. Number two, every journey begins with one step. Number three, don't ever give up. And number four, you can't make everybody happy. I want to say something controversial. Mm -hmm. I think seven-year-olds should be trying to make everybody happy. What about other, <laughs> what about other seven-year-olds? Oh no, I just meant like not I just meant like not going to school and behaving and coming home and wrecking shit and then when scolded being told I can't make everyone happy. Does <laughs> that sound like she's too young to be weaponizing therapy words? Stop stop, stop placing your emotional burdens on me by expecting me to <laughs> not wreck shit. I'm trying to think if I if I had had daily affirmations when they were 7, when mm -hmm. I was 7 rather. How many of them would have been about acquiring a Super Nintendo? Don't pick that scab. Or pizza of some sort. So much both. blood will come out of it if you pick that scab. Defeat brother in combat. Yes. 